back in the saddle, July 31, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel. Don't go to hell. Go to heaven. Elon Musk is moving to take over the world, trying to become the largest financial institution in the world, integrating commerce and banking and money and all sorts of other things. But it's not just him. It's other things. I believe at play is an incredible lack of knowledge about what money is, about what the law says, and because people don't know what the knowledge is and the law is, they perish. The Bible says, famously, my people perish for a lack of knowledge, for they reject God's wisdom. So I want to talk about that if I can for a second. The first thing I want to do is I want to remind you that there is great air-roasted organic fair trade coffee at HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. I traveled to Tennessee this over this weekend. Got some coffee at some gas stations. That's drum-roasted garbage coffee, loaded up, horrible taste, bitter, it's bad, it's burnt. You don't like that. Instead, get air-roasted, delicious, organic, fair trade coffee. Portions of proceeds goes to mail Bibles throughout America. That is at HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. If you've never had air-roasted coffee, you are missing out. Link is in the description below. I want to play for you a video of a guy that is in Britain, and he is showing his frustration. His frustration is that he is at a cashless store. These cashless stores are becoming more and more prevalent. Amazon has done a couple of them. Some of them have failed. There is fear of the central bank digital currency from the Federal Reserve and all these other central bankers. And that is a very real concern. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But this video that I'm about to show you is an older man paying his pence, not Mike Pence, but paying the pounds and the pence in Britain to the frustration of the cashless store's owners. And so there's a conflict. You've got the British guy who's got the money, what he says is money, and he's paying for a product and he wants the exchange. So I want to show this and then we'll get to the very basics of what money is. So go ahead, cut one. Tracked and act to buy anything. I'm going to buy some strawberries and I'm offering exactly the right amount of money here on the help desk. So you people take that money, £1.90, and I will take my strawberries outside. You can't take that. 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 You can't take I pay by legal tender in this dystopian place. Okay. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because you should be able to, you should be able to spend. Yeah, right, one here, You should be able to spend wherever you want. This is an absolute joke. You want one, mate? Thank you. Yeah, so people are clapping, which I guess they should. The level of dystopia, the control. The deprivation of rights and the, de the destruction of knowledge is massive. I want to say at the very beginning, there is a distraction that gets you away from what is yours, your property, and is now focusing you on your inability to conduct commerce. So I want to really dive into that because where most people will focus, most people will focus on the actual money, the actual uh 
the actual thing. They will focus on the thing. What they won't do is they won't focus on what their rights are. Rights versus the thing. The thing is a representation. Your rights are what God gives you. So I don't have my handy dandy camera linked up because I was at the Red Barn presentation last week uh, and I haven't got it hooked back up. But I want for you, if I can, to look here at the definition of money in my Black's Law Dictionary 4th edition. Um, and I want to look and read just very quickly because it points out something very profound. When you actually look at the money, or when you actually look at the definition, and just to show, I've highlighted it there in pink, right? There's money highlighted in pink. It says, in usual and ordinary exceptions, it means gold, silver, or paper money used as circulating medium of exchange and does not embrace notes, bonds, evidences of debt, or other personal or real estate. It says, in its strict technical sense, money means coined metal, usually gold or silver, upon which the government stamp has been impressed to indicate its value. If I can, I'd like to go to our um, U.S. Constitution. We go to Ballotpedia. Here's your U.S. Constitution. You go down here to Legislative Branch uh, 1. Let me jihad this real fast. Um... And then we go to Section 8, Article 1, Section 8 of our U.S. Constitution. And it says, The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes. But then we want to do this, to borrow money on the credit of the United States. But then we come down here, and I think this is to what? One, two, three, four, five. So we come down here to Clause 5. To coin money, regulate the value thereof, and a foreign coin, and fix the standard of weights and measures. Now, if we go back to our Black's Law, hold on, give me your eyes. If we go back to our Black's Law and we say, in its strict technical sense, right there, in its strict technical sense, money means coined metal, usually gold or silver, right? So, when the founders wrote the Constitution... They meant it, they meant Congress to be able to coin money. It literally says, right there, it literally says to coin money. So the definition that I would argue of money is something that in its strict technical sense is metal, it's, it's coined metal, usually gold or silver, upon which the government stamp has been impressed to indicate its value. Here's the point. Because people, because people have so focused on this... They don't understand this. If your constitution, and we'll, I'm going to get ahead of myself here real fast. If your constitution is a trust indenture, if your constitution is a trust indenture, whatever's written in the trust is for the benefit of the people. And so if your trust indenture says that it has to have coined money, whenever you don't have Whenever you have money that's not metaled coin, you have a version of currency, you have a money, you have a medium of exchange that may be, it may be, in trespass of rights, especially whenever you start to get what this medium is, and you it, it's nothing. So, in, in other words, if this used to be gold, right, that was a tangible thing. You could own this because this was your property. Right? You controlled it because it was a physical thing. And so your acquisition, your possession, your disposition, your distribution of this was something that you held. This was yours. Well, then they went to paper, 
right? Then they went to paper currency. Well, that's still property, even though that this can be lessened. And you got to think like, you know, over time, there were people, and I forget what it was called, but the, uh, the ridges on the outside of your coin, those are there on purpose so that you can't shave off and, and lessen the weight of the money. So here you have an old guy in Britain paying his pence and he's frustrated that a cashless store is no longer taking what his government had issued and put its stamp on. What you have is you don't have the changing of money, which is where everyone's focused. You have a threat to your property because the threat to your property is being done in forms of currency and money that your constitution doesn't allow. You have the deprivation of your right to property because you have a bad form of money. Now, when we look at this, as I just hit the thing, when we look at this, and you come, and don't let me lose you on this. When when I, when I we get up to this, um, where are you at? Button. When we look at this, the, the to coin money, regulate the value thereof in a foreign coin. That foreign coin is still coin, get you, but it's foreign, which means it's outside the jurisdiction of the United States Constitution. We have right now multiple coins, multiple mediums of exchanges that are outside the jurisdiction of the United States. How do we know that? Because it ain't money. It's not coined money. It's, it is certainly not fixed the weights and measures. And that's the problem is that right now you have so many people that are so focused on the fact that things are going cashless that people aren't standing on what the law says, what the Constitution says, and what the Congress has to do and has only been granted powers. The Congress hasn't been granted powers to allow money or legal tender or anything that's not fixed, that has a variable weight and measure. And so you can't have somebody else determine the value of your money because that goes against the expressed document of the trust indenture, the Constitution. Now, of course, there will be skeptics. There are always skeptics. There are always skeptics and cynics and people who don't actually read who will hear stuff like this and will, well, that doesn't make sense. No one really recognizes the common law anymore. Have you made that argument? Do you, have you actually read these things? Did you know before I said it, before I said it here, that money in its strict technical sense meant coined metal with a government stamp on it? How can a government put its stamp on something that is digital? How can a government put its stamp on something that's not coined metal? Now, when you really dr drill down into this, every single person in government has sworn that there's going to be coined money. Every single one of them. And so if they don't go along with it, or if they don't get back to constitutional lawful money, they're going against what they swore. And this is where you have to change the way that you think because the banks the digital uh, currency the the big bankers all of those people want you to focus on this the medium of the exchange they want you to focus on the thing that you're supposed to be giving in exchange which is what that guy was doing that guy was doing was focusing on the medium of the exchange and not the property he wasn't the fact that your property is guaranteed to be reflected in its comprehensive value or its comprehensive uh, value because of money. So if you if you go cashless, if you go cashless, you undermine people's property. 
Because if if you can make whatever currency or, or exchange medium of exchange, if it can be worth anything, and if the government's in charge of it, then you could dial up or down the value of that thing, which then has a direct impact on the value of somebody else's property. And that undermines the property that is owned by that person. It, it attacks their right to property. Which is why the federal government, not the state governments, the federal governments had the jurisdiction. They were granted the powers to create coined money and to regulate the value, to fix the weights and measures. That's why. But we don't think like that. What we think like is we look at China and we look at this and we get scared. Yeah, that's a, dude, that's a gas station in China that requires the driver to get his face scanned so that the arm is lifted so he can go and buy gas. That, they ain't got rights. They don't have a constitution over there. They don't have common law. They're not understanding what's going on. But people see that and they get told, they get these dystopian views, that is coming to America. And I don't doubt it. I absolutely believe that's coming to America. But what's the argument in the law that we're supposed to be making? What is the precious, uh, I would say, peaceful, loving argument in the law? Y'all guys are undermining my property because you're going against the Constitution, giving me a form of money that you guys can't fix the weights and measures. You guys didn't coin. The Federal Reserve is a private entity. The central bank digital currency is, is coming from private entities. These aren't entities that the Congress controls. We don't think like this. Now, I want to play for you a video of Elon Musk. He has recently rebranded Twitter to X, which is something he's wanted to do for a long time. And here is Elon talking about his 22-year plan to take over the world. Watch this. There's a product plan I wrote, which I wish I'd kept a copy of in July of 2000, where I thought it would be possible to make the most valuable financial institution in the world. And we're, we're going to execute that plan from 22 years ago, which amazingly no one has done. And and so I, I think that's part of why I think Twitter will be ultimately extremely valuable because I'm going to execute the X.com game plan from 22 years ago um, with some improvements. Um, and, um, and then we're also going to obviously make Twitter just a way better. Yeah, I uh, want to talk about this where your rights can't be trampled. Let's go back. The, 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 issue, the issue here is that people will hear Musk and I, you know, he doesn't believe in Jesus, so he needs the gospel. He's uh, not a native, natural-born American, so who knows where his loyalties are. His mom is weird. He wears a satanic suit. Uh, his his ex-wife is crazy. He named his kid like after a chemical compound or something. Like the dude's mind is brilliant and vicious and evil. So I don't trust him at all, not one bit. But people will get tied up in the fact that here is a multi billionaire trying to create the world's largest financial institution. And he wrote it on a on a thing 23 years ago or whatever. And the, the, I would believe the average mind hears this. And they think about billionaires in a way that is separate and so far above everybody else. I'd like for I'd, just one minute, if you'll go with me, 
And let's look at our Oklahoma Constitution. I'll just find Oklahoma Constitution because that's where I'm at. Let's go to my Oklahoma Constitution. We go to Article 2, which talks about bills of rights. Every state has a bill of rights. We click here, and we come down to Article 6, or to Section 6. The courts of justice of the state shall be open to every person. Every person. Not just billionaires, not just millionaires, not just well-connected media types or celebrity influencers. Every person and the speedy and certain remedy afforded to every wrong for every injury to person, property, or reputation. And right and justice shall be administered without sale, denial, delay, or prejudice. Give me your eyes. That means literally every single person has access to open courts, Republican form of government, can't, have, uh, can't be denied that. By sale that you can't you can't pay for it. So if you're paying court filing fees, you are paying for a court of justice. Why are you having court costs when, by definition, by right, the court of justice cannot be administered with sale, denial, delay, or prejudice? Did you know that? Did you know? And this is Oklahoma, and this is by right. So if you have it by right, it's from God. And if you get it from God, you have it in every state. Let's go to another state. You guys might be thinking, uh, well, this doesn't really matter. So let's just go to a different state. Let's just go to, I haven't really thought of one. Let's go to this, uh, this Wisconsin. Regular random Wisconsin. Declaration of rights. Click here. What we're doing is we're looking for the courts. We're looking for the courts. Trial by jury. Uh, nope. Excessive bail. Rights of accused. Prosecutions. See, I don't know this, so I'm, I'm opening myself up. There we go. Every person is entitled to a certain remedy in the laws for all injuries or wrongs which he may receive in his person, property, or character. He ought to obtain justice freely and without being obliged to purchase it completely and without denial, promptly and without delay, conformably to the laws. What does this mean? It means that in a Republican form of government, it means that whenever you have a trust indenture, a Republican form of government is open, its administration is open to the affairs of all people. It, the administration of its affairs are open to all the people. If you are a beneficiary of government and you have a right, which you are, if you're listening to me, made in God's image, then you have the right to come to the courts freely without prejudice, which means they can't look at you like you're not an attorney, that you're somehow stupid or you don't know anything. They can't look at you like that. They can't sell you their access, which means if they say, well, there's a court filing fee, you would say, by right, I get access to this court without sale, de uh, denial, delay, or prejudice. By right. Now, this means that if Elon Musk is making the biggest mega corporation in the history of the world... He can't buy your rights. He can't trespass your rights. He can't, uh, you know, give so much money and buy and corrupt people to the point where they don't give you justice. Now, to the skeptics in the back who haven't read what I've showed them, who, despite reading what I just showed them and what you just heard, they would still say, well, there's still corruption and all this other stuff. That's obvious. You're never going to get rid of corruption. We're not arguing turnkey. We're arguing truth. I'm saying what the truth is. I'm saying what every single trustee in government has sworn to. This is irrefutable. 
And because it's irrefutable, whenever you say what the truth is, there's no argument against it. So for the cynic and the skeptic who needs Jesus in the back, who says, well, common law is not statutory, like those morons, those people, chill. And you need to recognize that if you are a sworn judge to the Constitution and you don't do what the Constitution says, that is treason. That is breaching the trust. That is war against the United States. Now, I could show you that, but it's this idea that whenever you bring that argument to someone who's supposed to be an expert in the law, there's no arguing against it. There's no arguing against it. Now, they could be bought off. They could be part of a cartel. They could be a godless commie, a member of secret society. They could do whatever. You can't control that. What you can do is have everybody else see this obvious truth and this obvious truth can't be purchased, can't be denied, can't be delayed, can't prevent you from getting your remedy. Can't. Impossible. Because it's written. And people won't think like this because they see the stars, they see the billionaires, they see the dollar signs, they hear of other people's grand plans, and so they let their imaginations run wild with what people who deny Jesus are trying to shove in your brains so that you think about not Christ instead of Christ. And I think that's wrong. I think it's evil. I want to point to President Trump as someone who I believe, you know, I'm going to vote for him in the 2024 race. He sums up Trumpism, what he calls America first. I want to take issue with a couple things, but I think he does a good thing, a good job. And there, there are some ideas I really want to support right here. Go ahead. Trumpism, or as some people call it, America first, is very, very simple. Low taxes and regulation. The most powerful military tariffs and taxes on other countries who have taken advantage of the United States and which will make the USA rich and debt-free again in very quick order. And if countries want to take from the United States, they must pay for the privilege of taking. Protection of our undersea Second Amendment, great health care, low energy prices through energy independence and even dominance, parental power on school boards, life, strong borders, and so much more. We will make America great again. Thank you. Amen, President Trump. A couple different things on there. I would love President Trump to be an advocate for teaching people the law, specifically the Constitution, the common law. Common law is not just this unwritten, unspoken, it's been done away with type of situation. It's real. It's written. You can define it. Get yourself a Black's Law Dictionary. Open up your constitutions and understand. In fact, I would encourage you to go to commonlawpeople.com and get yourself a free common law seminar. Use the law to crush bad in government. If you don't do this, if you're not willing to learn, if you're not willing to read, if you're not willing to understand what your founders gave you, how do you ever expect to fulfill your birthright? How do you ever expect to enjoy that which God has given us in this nation? Learn common law, commonlawpeople.com, commonlawpeople.com. President Trump said a couple different things that I think are powerful there in the sense that he wants strong borders, he wants low taxes, he wants high tariffs, he wants people to be able to, he wants other nations to pay if they take from America. I completely agree. And that's really what this nation was built on. This idea that this is America and everything else is not America, which it flies in the face of globalism. We're going to get into a couple of different globalist ideas here in a second. 
But it's this nation, this, it's this idea that this nation, it's not wrong to have an identity. It's not wrong to be distinct from someone else. I am not you. You are not me. We are not the same. We have our own identity because God is creative and God wants that complexity to give himself the glory. Uh, if, if God were not a glorious, awesome creator God, then everyone would be the same, which seems to be the objective of the worst people in the world, trying to get everyone to use their language, trying to get everyone to use their pronouns, trying to get everyone to redefine who they are in their head according to the godless antichrist culture that they want. Well, screw that. I'm not on board with that. I am at war with those people. Not at war in a shooting war, but I am absolutely at war from a spiritual perspective, bringing the word of God, bringing the gospel to destroy those things. I'm an America firster. I want America to survive, and I want America to survive before we consider the benefit of any other nation, to include Israel, to include China or Mexico or Canada or whatever. Let those nations take care of those nations. Let America take care of America. Let Americans take care of and want the best for America. We have so many, so many international paws in the proverbial American cookie jar that there are so many different influences. And I don't want to be a voice that just laments and criticizes and complains about how much stuff sucks. I want to actually give real-world solutions, step-by-step -step ways of doing things in order for you and me and everybody else who lives in this glorious nation to be able to honor God, glorify Christ, advance the gospel, and by right, destroy the evil ideas of our day. President Trump had this message to say about cheating real fast. Go with me here. They don't go after the people who cheated in the election. They only go after the people who report on or question the cheating. This will go down as the biggest disgrace in American history, even bigger than the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. If you don't have honest elections and strong borders, you don't have a country. And right now, we don't have a country. Yeah, I think he's absolutely right. You need to go after the elections. And so that is why I advocate for you and encourage you to get rid of the machines. Go to commonlawpeople.com slash Josiah, commonlawpeople.com slash Josiah. Everything is free. It will be a sequential step-by-step self-paced process to learn the common law, to exercise your rights and to bring godless entities into subjection to the U.S. Constitution. Do not do it if you just want a flippant, rah, rah, let's do a rally and just kind of say things and then we go home and nothing changes kind of perspective. Josiah is not that. Named after the king of Israel in 2 Kings 22, that whenever he read the Bible, he realized God hates idols. Idols are anything that elevates or exalts themselves against Christ King Jesus, and we want to destroy them. I believe government is an idol. I believe that government absolutely must be destroyed in its current form and put in its lawful form, its constitutional form. People have to think differently. We need to change our thinking. And for that, go to commonlawpeople.com slash Josiah. With that, there's an, a concept slide that I've already shown that I want to talk about. And that talks about these people, upper left-hand corner. These are the settlers. These are the granters. These are we the people. We created a public trust called the Constitution. 
we created and wrote this, which grants these powers, the legislature, the executive, the judicial, those three branches of gov government are then populated by trustees, which are servants. These are the president, senator, governor, judge, county commissioner, sheriff, clerk, bureaucrat, dog catcher, etc. These servants swear to uphold the public trust, all for the benefit of the people. This concept slide, this is what you need to understand. This is your government. This is the way that your government is organized. It's not the way that your government functions because the people, the beneficiaries, do not relegate themselves, or excuse me, they relegate themselves to being subordinate to the trustees. If someone in government tells us what to do, we obey. What we do not do is we do not go back up to where the settlers are, the grantors are. We do not go up to the people who create government. So we don't see ourselves as image bearers of God created in his image for his glory to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We see ourselves as people who are derivatives, slaves, chattel property of the trustees, which is ironic because they only have power because they swore to benefit us. With this, I would ask you and encourage you to support my work because everything that I'm doing is giving it away for free packaging it, presenting it, articulating it. One of the best ways you can support my work, my family continue to do the things that we're doing, is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. The benefit here, you already spend money. You already conduct shopping. You already do retail purchases. You do direct product purchase. This is no different. This is in the private. It's not in the public. If you learn common law, you'll understand what that means, which is why there's bylaws, which is why I have to speak about things the way that I speak about things in order to maintain the association in the private. This is patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. If you support my work, this is a great way to do it. If you want to support your money to go to 100% American manufacturing away from the Walmart, the globalists, the Amazons, those types of things, this is a great situation. It's a win-win-win situation. Support me, my family the work that I do, continue to allow me to do it for free and give it away to anybody who wants it, and also to put your money into America First, to put your money into Patriot Options, which is patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Amen. There's a distinction between real and fake. Real honey, on the left is antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial. It promotes digestive health. It boosts immunity. It's anti-inflammatory. It gives potent medicinal properties. Fake stuff, processed honey, on the right, is beneficial enzymes are destroyed by pasteurization because you gotta have healthy stuff. The antioxidants are removed. It's essentially sugar syrup. Why do I bring this up? There is a movement afoot has been for a long time to change the way that Americans eat. I have been a victim to this. The standard American diet, the SAD, uh, as someone who is currently on carnivore from a live local cow that was, you know, down the street, eating grass right down the pasture. Um, anyway, uh, so I wanted to play this video because this video brings up this idea of how your brain changes based on what you consume. Watch this. Finally, Professor Batham wants to know if eating a high ultra-processed food diet has affected my brain. We've repeated the scan from a month ago to compare the results. Blue is how areas of your brain talk to each other before the diet. And the red are the new functional connections in your brain 
after four weeks on the diet. So everything that's red is a new connection between parts of your brain that wasn't there before. Comparing these scans has revealed that my diet has linked up the reward centers of my brain with the areas that drive repetitive automatic behavior. So eating ultra processed food has become something my brain simply tells me to do without me even wanting it. Shockingly, this is something you might see in a person with addiction. If you just... Yeah, the, the addiction's powerful. Uh, you've heard about this type of stuff with pornography. What was it? Where's the... Um, uh, where's the book? I can't find it, but it's uh, basically the drug of the new millennium, which is pornography. Like, the, the, the brain... The brain rewires. Um, there's a book called... Um, the Mind and the Brain by Jeffrey Schwartz talks about neuroplasticity and how, uh, you know, neuroscientists uh, discovered and subsequently studied the brain's ability to rewrite itself. Well, it will rewrite itself, which there are moral implications to that, but it will rewrite itself based on what it does, based on how it thinks, which is just profound to me because it shows God's glory even in our brains able to reauthor and reposition themselves. Here, you've got a brain that reinforces destructive behaviors based on addictions because the food that we eat is designed to trigger that in us. And so I just wanted to bring this up because this is the type of situation whenever I see that graphic of the brain stuff, and maybe this is my fault, but like I implicitly believe it. I say, okay, well, that's that's not good. <laughs> and that to me is just a good argument, which is weird because I don't know the neuroscience and I don't know how to read the graph. I have to be shown the graph and have the graph interpreted to me. And then whenever that's done, I believe it. So that's that's weird too. But the point is, I believe that the standard American diet is full of fake food that read reforms and redesigns your brain to certain to send um messages that are destructive and encourages you to eat stuff that's not good for you this is a long-winded way of saying we need to live local shorten your food supply and i just wanted to continue to hammer that drum um the, the best way to do that we've got the live local field menu the the link is in the description below but it's it's very simple. If you don't want the 1,000 plus action steps of the Live Local Field Manual, it's very simple. Shorten your supply chain. See the cow, eat the cow. Go ask the farmer who owns the cow, can I eat that cow? How do I get that cow in my freezer and then in my belly? And you need to have those conversations. Uh, they may be awkward, but have those conversations with producers because producers are selling to big corporations who are probably going to start, you know, demanding that they vaccinate their cows or to do stuff to them, to put crap in them, um, you know, to be safe. And then the producers are looking for those local supporters. I would imagine that if a producer found a local customer, they would much rather want a local customer and cut out all the middlemen, cut out all the tape. Because then that local producer could be a private membership association, which you can uh, do to uh, get out of uh, the public police powers, which regulate um, everything else. Anyway, just I mean everything, everything just comes together. It's it's amazing to me how whenever 2020 happened and President Trump didn't use the guns, I was a big advocate of using the guns to get your military or to get your political outcome. 
And since then, it, it, in my view, God has humbled me and has brought me to live local, which then brought me to uh, a more uh, outspoken advocacy of the gospel in the public sphere, which got me into a state senate race, which destroyed me in many regards, which then humbled me to get me to the part where I would relearn everything that I thought I knew about the law and government, which is why now I'm a bold advocate of the common law. Uh, and so now I see that those ties are there and it's just frustrating that, you know, I, I was so stubborn and prideful that whenever God was taking me through that, I didn't quickly, okay, God, what, what's the outcome? Can we spare the pain and get to the outcome? Uh, anyway, that's why I bring that up. Amen. I want to speak to you about world ending messages. There are so many people that are saying the world is going to end and things are horrible and all these other things. Uh, Christ is king. He is sovereign. He's on the throne. He has said that he will return. He's also said in Acts chapter 1 that the times and the seasons are not for the church to know, but that they're for him. Okay, so if that's the case, we know that he's going to return. We know that we're here through tribulation. We know that we're supposed to advance the gospel. So what happens whenever we hear messages? Stupid messages that say that aliens are talking to our world elites. Stupid messages like this. What do we do when we hear messages like this? If you'll indulge me, I'd like to read two pages from advice from the extraterrestrials. Yes, it's true that we have been in contact with your government and heads of power. It is also true that we have been in con It is also true that agreements have been made and kept secret from your people. It is also true that in the past some of your people have lost their lives or have been badly hurt to protect this secret. Our hands had no part in this. We contacted your leaders because your planet is in grave trouble. Your leaders said the vast majority of your population wasn't ready for anything like us yet. So we made time agreements with your leaders as to when your people would be made aware of our presence. Your air, your water are contaminated. Your forests, jungles, trees and plant life are dying. There are several breaks in your food chain. You have an overwhelming amount of nuclear and biological weapons, which include nuclear and biological contamination. Your planet is overpopulated. Warning, it is almost to the point of being too late, unless your people act. There are better ways of deriving energy. Yeah, yeah I don't really care anymore. Uh, the guy basically says, the elites know that they've been in contact with the aliens. This is the stupidest thing in the world, because it's talking about stuff from out of the world. Um, Christ is king. He says all power in, earth is, in heaven and earth is given to him. You either believe that or you don't. As someone who does believe that, I hear this. And even if I wanted to put on my most aluminum conspiracy theory hat and said that these aliens were demons and demons are contacting the elites, I would still say, go screw yourself, the gospel's true. I would still say, isn't it weird that the demons have to say, it is also true, it is also true. How many of these truth claims are being made by a guy who I don't know? Which, by the way, isn't it weird that they didn't get the typical conspiracy theorist aliens exist character what they got was an old white guy in a suit grandpa they got grandpa grandpa who just came from church is testifying that aliens exist and that they've contacted these elites 
and that the elites have uh, you know, power and they've got all these things and they just want amnesty. Why is it such that the godless commie globalist Marxist always anti-Christian perspective is exactly what all the aliens say? I mean, if you're an alien coming from quadrillion years away, quadrillion light years away, and you get here, why is the first thing that you say is, your planet's heating up, things are bad? Like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't make sense to me. This is just stupid. I want to talk to you about another thing. I'll show you another thing. Or this is where some godless commie is talking about global boiling. Watch this. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended, the era, the era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Leaders must lead. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always leaders need to save us. Save us, save us, government. I'm not of that mind anymore. I'm not of that mind anymore. Uh, I'm of the mind where I'm going to express my rights according to the law, and I'm going to demand that what has been written is what is done. Uh, obedience is the essence of the law. If people in government don't do what the law says, then they shouldn't be in government. Which is why I believe so many more people in government are giving us messages that the world's going to end. For example, this is, this is an overview where the climate data centers are near asphalt. The reason why that godless commie says there's so much boiling in the planet is that the people that are the places that take the temperatures are located at roadsides or airports or right by asphalt so that whenever the sun hits the asphalt and the asphalt which has a uh, low albedo rating because it absorbs all this heat and radiation it's hotter at the asphalt than it is in the middle of a field or a forest or something and so instead of taking temperature uh, just at, at random locations, they're always taking it in really hot places near asphalt and stuff like that, which skews the data. So if the data is skewed, they're then able to take a quote or able to make a quote, real truthful scientific deduction, which shows the fact that the world is absolutely globaling and boiling and all these kinds of things. Christ will come. He will return. He's going to be more focused that his church is chaste than he will that there's um, hot asphalt indicators or alien messages telling people that they need to organize with the government in order to give them amnesty so they don't get you know killed or whatnot. Uh, always these messages are always about obedience. They're always about obedience. They're always about fear and worship of not God and of not Christ, which is why I hate them and they're all wrong. There is a white genocide going on, and I want to say how that threatens you. Now, I am about to show you videos of how I believe Africa is on the verge of just purging and killing all white people, to include South Africa, which was first populated by white people, the Boers. And here's the white, here's, here is the South Africans chanting, they're basically saying, kill the Boers, which is kill the white people. I want to draw a conclusion. 
I want to draw a conclusion because what's going on is there are colors and skin that is being advanced and the superficial level of hatred and animosity and distinction is preventing people from thinking about something which is more important. Let me let me show you the videos and we'll set that up. Go ahead. Now that is a bunch of people, a bunch of black people saying they need to kill a bunch of white people. So that's Africa, South Africa. Here is another young man. He's 35 years old. He is uh, specifically saying uh, that Africa needs to be by itself and needs to take care of itself and he needs to stop the colonization, which I agree with, by the way. But go ahead. What, look, look at his eyes. See the intensity. Do you think that this guy would be at peace with people who don't look like him? The question that my generation poses is the following, if I can resume it, is to not understand how Africa, with so much riches on our soil, with a nature generous, with the water, with the sun, in abundance, Africa is today the continent the most poor. Africa is a continent affamed. And how does it happen that the state traverses the world to mendicate? Voici des questions que nous nous posons et que nous n'avons pas de réponse jusque-là. Nous avons l'occasion de tisser de nouvelles relations. Et j'espère que ces relations puissent être les meilleures pour donner un meilleur avenir à nos peuples. Pour ce qui concerne le Burkina Faso, aujourd'hui nous sommes confrontés depuis plus de huit ans à la forme de manifestation la plus barbare, la plus violente du néocolonialisme, de l'impérialisme. Now, I agree with them that Africa has absolutely been exploited. Uh, I'm not arguing that. Um, I think that Africans have participated in the exploitation of Africa, so it's not necessarily as clean as a uh, outsiders have exploited us, because I think that many of themselves have exploited themselves. And generally, that's because I think that there's just tons of demonic spirits and stuff. I mean, like, they're, they're freaking banshees. They, they believe all sorts of, you know, spiritual stuff where they do voodoo and all that kind of stuff. So there's wickedness all over the continent. No, no, no reason why. Or it, it, it's, it's, it's no doubt why it's been crazy. But to his point, Africa needs to be able to take care of Africa. Whatever nation he's in needs to take care of whatever nation he's in. Completely agree. No argument. I also believe that this is brimming on the, the whole point that I'm making here is the subtext is that there's an anti-white going to kill white, white genocide that's coming that people who don't look like me are starting to say. That's not just in Africa. It's from people who are from Africa who are now here saying it. Look at our resident godless commie Ilhan Omar who blames white people for killing most of the people in America. Go ahead. I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. Now there's a lot that I can say about her, uh, and, I, and I have, but here is what she's saying, which is factually true in the sense that 
more deaths are caused by white men because white men, white people are the vast majority. What she doesn't understand is per capita. And maybe that's by neglect or just the fact that she's a moron. But that's not what I want to get focused on. The whole point of me bringing this up is not to stoke the racial fires. I believe I believe the racial fires, and I don't even like to give uh, way to that predicate. Um, I think that race is uh, race as it's currently constructed is a Darwinian um, conclusion. So someone who hated Jesus argued that black people were closer to monkeys and that he took that overview he took that antichrist overview and put those lenses on his eyes and then wrote about it and then because education a lot in this nation has basically given the finger to god and said screw you we've bought these darwinian presuppositions of evolution which means that we now have a language that reflects a characterization of race that which is built on those darwinian precepts and so whenever you say race, I'm a different race than you, you're, you're echoing Darwin. And Darwin's in hell because he didn't believe the gospel. My point for bringing this up has nothing to do about skin color, but has everything to do with the fact that if you are going to give way to this white genocide, and that's what you're going to be focused on, which I think that that's going to get people's attention. I think it sells. I think it makes people mad. It draws clear division between people who are dark-skinned and people who are fair-skinned. That's obvious. And like the dude that was saying that Africa is on the, you know, uh, needs to take care of Africa, they can make factual points. Ilhan Omar can say factual things that are uh, deceptive and dishonest and disingenuous in their nature, which I believe she needs Jesus because she's going to go to hell because she's a Muslim. But this idea that I'm pointing to is that by taking the bait and making the, the animosity based on skin color, you do not focus on the worldview that white people instilled in this nation that Christians brought here, that it was Christians that said this is a Christian nation, we're going to go what, by what the Bible says, and we're going to die for what the Bible says, what King Jesus wants us to do. Because we take the bait of a Darwinian presupposition, we reduce ourselves to our skin color, which is literally the most superficial thing about us, and we do not look at the law of the land. We do not look at the Constitution. We don't think about maxims. We don't think about our rights. We don't think about the worldview. We don't think about our Messiah. We don't think about what the Bible says. We completely throw all of those things out, which is a very American thing to do. A very, it is an American thing to look at the Bible. It is an American thing to look at about where we come from and say, what is the traditions that we're building on? It is an un-American, anti-American thing to reduce yourself down to that of chattel slavery or, you know, former plantation owner. That is an anti-American perspective. And I think that women like El Ilhan Omar, she doesn't know Jesus, she ain't even from here. But she's benefiting off the system and I think that she is the perfect foil to get people that would otherwise look to Jesus to look to her and strip her down and destroy her because she's worthy of that. But they do that to deny and distract from the things that would make them strong and give them the victory. I don't care if South Africans are hooping and hollering saying kill the white people in South Africa. I want to make sure that America is strong because if America is strong, the people in South Africa wouldn't be in a position where they would be distinguishing themselves between the blacks and the whites to kill each other based on that predicate. 
Does that make sense? If you have a strong America focused on Jesus, you're going to have a world where people won't be doing that to the scale that it looks like they're about to do it. And this is by God's grace. He works through his church. So the American church needs to be, we need to get right. We need to get right with Jesus and stop taking the bait. Stop taking the race bait. Stop doing that because people can bend these arguments. They're true. There's absolutely a lot of people who hate white people. No doubt. No doubt. And there's no doubt that it, it seems as though it's by design because a bunch of people who have skin like me have taken it onto themselves that they've got white guilt. Why do you have white guilt? You have white guilt because people who hate white people, who need white people to not look at Jesus, to get white people to think of themselves as white people. So now that you think of yourself as a white person, now you say, well, we're responsible for slavery. When 95% of Americans didn't own slaves. And the slaves that were brought over here, they weren't as many as that came over on the Atlantic slave trade as they probably were descended from the natives. But even if the people that came over in the slave trade, who do you think was selling them into slavery? The other black people were selling the other black people to slavery. So that now that you've got this white guilt, you're going to not look at Jesus. You're going to not read the Bible. Or if you do, you're going to read it through a skewed Marxist antichrist lens that is going to reduce image bearers of God from who he made them to be into what we tell ourselves we look like. And if you take yourself out of the image of God and you say, well, I'm a white person, you've already denied Christ. You've already denied who you are in him to let yourself be defined by a Marxist, by a guy who hated Jesus. And if you give those roots, if you give yourself to those roots, the fruit you're going to produce is garbage. So why, why have the conversation? Well, Jaron, the data shows up, no doubt. No doubt the data shows up. But you're collecting data that bifurcates people according to epidermis, according to people that do stuff. Why don't you divide the data between people who are born again and not? How about you divide the data between people that are outspoken evangelical Christians who are dying to themselves, living life according to the scriptures? How about you do that? How about you qualify people that honestly and, and truthfully, lovingly try to follow Jesus? Well, Jaron, there's hypocrites there. Amen. You're never going to get a correct sociographical distinction about categories of people to get right conclusions because the entire science of sociology is predicated that you can understand man's nature when the Bible tells you for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What other sociology do you need? Expert? Doctor? Harvard grad? College professor? Expert? Lawmaker? What more do you need except for you are a sinner and you're going to go to hell unless you believe the gospel? How about that? That's a much better argument according to the Bible. That's a much better argument according to the king than, well, you're a white guy, so we're going to quote you or poll you as white guy. You're a Democrat, so we're going to see you're a Democrat. You're a Republican, you're a conservative. We take all these labels and all these labels are destroying us. That's why white genocide is threatening you. White genocide is threatening you, not because you're white or you're not white, but because it is the bait that once you take it, you automatically don't look to Jesus. And once you don't look to Jesus, you've already died. You've already suffered the, the consequence. You just don't know it yet. Linda Casido, Linda Casido, 18-year-old soccer player. Watch what happens to her. She's running. She stops. She falls down. She got chest pain. 18-year-old World Cup athlete. 
soccer player, collapses, heart problems. Couple days after, what's his name? Bronny James had a heart attack as an 18-year-old elite athlete. What's the problem? Well, there's a problem that says, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The unvaccinated aren't dying. I want to explain this. Because I think that while this is mostly true in one sense, it is ultimately false in its imminent sense. The imminent sense is that we will all die. All of us. Unless Jesus comes, raptures us out of here. Unless that happens, we will die. And if we will die, it is disingenuous to say that. It's disingenuous to say that because what that does, it takes the focus off of Jesus, takes the focus off of sin, takes the focus off, the, off of death. I think you can, you should, talk about the vaccine and it's killing people and the bad things that are happening to people and then tie it to Jesus. Because let's say that you took the vax, one, two, five, or eight hundred, however many they're on right now. If you took that, well, you're going to die. If you didn't take it, then you're going to die. In either case, death is secured. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6, the wages of sin is death. Because you have sinned, because I have sinned, we are going to die. As a Christian, I know that my death will be the best thing that's going to happen to me because as soon as it happens, I'm with Jesus forever. Now, the world needs to hear that. The world needs to know that. They won't like it. They won't believe it. They will reject it. But that doesn't mean we don't talk about it. So if there is a graphic... If there's something here saying, you know, hey, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The unvaccinated aren't dying. Now, I agree with this. I agree with it. I'm politically aligned with that. But is that really the elephant that we're not talking about? Because if we're going to say that the vaccinated are dying, and that's because they took the shot and it's bad, we need to go after Big Pharma, which, by the way, we absolutely do. And if you learn common law, you'll be able to go after Big Pharma because you're asserting your rights and you're no longer putting yourself under statutory permissions. But that's beside the point. If we go, if we look at what the issue is, it's death. Every single person has the same problems. Sin, death. Christians are the only ones that have the one solution to the whole thing. Jesus Christ. The gospel is that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, born of a virgin. He took our place on the cross. His shed blood washes away our sins. He was physically put in the grave because he was physically dead. Three days later, the rock rolled away. He was physically risen from the grave. And he was alive. He's risen. Conquered the grave. Conquered sin. Conquered death. He is king. He is seated now on the throne in heaven. And he is ruling and reigning from on high. He is, in my view, conducting a creation-wide cosmic conquest using the proclamation of the gospel. He wants first members to be in his kingdom. He wants people to be saved from their sin by believing that his shed blood washes away those sins. And then whenever they get into be in his kingdom, then they get the opportunity to obey him. They get to walk with him. They get to grow with him. They get to learn from him. They get to be with him. And by his grace, by his working, he gets to work through them. He will work through them. To bring other people to himself. It's amazing. It is an infinitely complex construct, which is a cosmic conquest and it can't be stopped, but it begins with the gospel. If you do not believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to go to hell. These people that took the vaccinated, pray for them. Detox. Get rid of it. But you're going to die. And people need to be that sober. People need to be sober about death. They absolutely need to be. 
Believe the gospel, my friends. Appreciate your time. God bless you. The best way that you can help me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Sign up myself or somebody with me. Now, don't punk them if you get a phone call or an email from someone who's not me. Because they're working with me. And there's a lot of people signing up. God bless. This is the best way to support my work. This is a great way to take your shopping from the godless commies and switch it to the American manufacturing sector to a private association that doesn't function like Walmart or Amazon or anything else. It's direct product purchase. Cancel anytime at no cost. Doesn't cost you anything to cancel. Cancel anytime. People say all sorts of stuff. Why don't you just find out from the people who are doing it instead of the people casting stones? But that's a great way to support me, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Another great way is at Humble Coffee or HumbleWB.coffee. HumbleWB.coffee. This association is set up to get you delicious, organic, air-roasted coffee. It's fair trade or it's organic. It's no preservatives. It's not burnt like normal beans. Normal coffee, 99% of coffee roasters put their coffee in a metal bucket and then burn it. And then they sell it to you after they load it up with a bunch of stuff. This is not that. There's no additives, no preservatives, nothing added to it. In fact, whenever you go to the site, humblewb.coffee, uh, and you see the descriptions of the taste, that's the natural flavor of the bean. That's not something I've added to it. That's the natural flavor of the air-roasted bean. And it's an approximation that's saying, this is kind of what this tastes like, but it's natural, it's organic, it's fair trade, it's air-roasted delicious premium coffee delivered right to your door, humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. Free things, the Common Law Seminar at commonlawpeople.com. 12 hours of content, you get free dictionaries, free maxims. Everything here is for free because it's the common law. It's sh it should be for the people. I want a broad diffusion of knowledge. If you want to destroy bad government by installing good government according to the law and what's written, free common law seminar, there is literally no excuse because it's, it's free. It's absolutely free. Just take action today. And if you want to get rid of the machines, there is a sequential, self-paced, common law action you can do. I call it Operation Josiah because we want to destroy idols. Any idol that exalts itself against King Jesus, we want to destroy. I believe that government in an unlawful form with bad elections is unrighteous. I think it's unlawful. I think I want to destroy it. And by God's grace, we will. By the common law is how. Go to commonlawpeople.com slash Josiah. Commonlawpeople.com slash Josiah. That's my pitch. Those are my plugs. Till next time, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Please pray for mom. She leaves physical therapy tomorrow. She's doing really well. So that's good. Uh, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.